0: Get you some radio.
1: But when a person feels actually validated and listened to, that opens up a whole other way of connection, trust, rapport, and that is that is huge to me um, in the field of sales, and in and even as a fitness instructor. Here's a my little story. You know, years ago, I thought, okay, wow, well, I'm, a, I'm a certified fitness instructor. They don't really know. I'm going to go in there and <clears throat> load them up with the most incredible class ever, and they're going to just love it. Well, I walked in there with my own sense of what, you know, of ego and pride, and my classes were fine. But when I began to learn the practice of mindfulness and dial it down, my class numbers doubled. When I walked in very present and mindful of what I didn't know, what people, what needed, When I was aware of what people may or may not have come for, more people came. And I didn't necessarily have a conversation with everybody in class, but my presence of mindful awareness and caring doubled the classes. And that's huge.
0: Now, now, your weekly dose of inspiration, Inspiration. perspiration, perspiration, Perspiration. and just the right amount of bull defecation. The Get You Some Radio Show with your host, the Vice President of Making Shit Happen, Terry Lancaster. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Get You Some Radio Show. I'm your host, Terry Lancaster. And uh, if you've listened to the show, if you watched the show before, you've heard me talk about the fact that you cannot, 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 will never be a better salesperson without becoming a better person. That improves, that improves your your personal fitness, your personal well-being, and it also includes your emotional well-being. I've talked about mindfulness on the show before, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the role of mindfulness and authenticity in the sales process, how you can become a better salesperson by being more mindful and being more authentic in your day-to-day interactions with your customers and every other human being on the face of the earth. Our guest today is my friend, Nancy Stevens. Nancy, Woohoo is a new number one best-selling author. This just came out uh, this month, I believe. It's called The Beauty of Authenticity. She's the co-author of that, where she talks about improving your authenticity and how you can find your personal best self. We'll be back with Nancy Stevens to talk about that after this. Make more friends. Sell more cars. 97% of car shoppers say they would prefer to know their salesperson before they ever set foot in the dealership. People buy from people they know, like, and trust, and they refer their family and friends to people they know, like, and trust. Visit TerryLancaster.org to learn how your sales staff can get more reviews, more referrals, and more repeat business by building better, stronger, more authentic relationships online and in real life. TerryLancaster.org. Nancy, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing fantastic, and I am really excited to be a guest on your show and just to share my thoughts and feelings and area of um, expertise with all of your incredible listeners today. So well, I've been looking forward to this.
0: Awesome! I'm I'm excited too. Like I said, this this is my jam. I love to talk about the, the role of your personal well being and how how that affects the sales process. And and, mm-hmm. I, and and I gotta admit, a lot of times if I'm talking, if I'm if I'm uh, in a room. With, uh, with 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 a hundred car dealers, and I'm talking about this, or I'm I'm training some salesperson in uh, Des Moines, Iowa, and I and I'm yeah. talking about and I'm talking about yoga, or I'm talking about meditation, and I'm talking about improving your mindfulness and authenticity. A lot of times, a lot of times I get the eye roll. Oh, oh, <laughs> because, because this is really outside. Most most of the people I deal with are are Type A personalities. Hard charging, hard balling, cussing, smoking, spitting, you know, loud or glorious. That's that, you know, tip, typical salesperson. If you get, you know, that's not 100% the way things are, but there's truth to every stereotype. So that's what a lot of salespeople are. So getting them to step back, take a deep breath, and be in the moment is just uh, that, that that that's a little awkward for them. So let's talk about this first and foremost. Yeah. Tell me what mindfulness is. What does that mean?
1: Well, mindfulness, although the, the word itself sounds complex and other, other than, it, all it is is this. Each of us, like you and I are doing right now, is being present in the moment that you are in, being present with your conversation with your client, being aware of maybe the food you're eating, being aware of the state of traffic, maybe if you've noticed a sunrise or sunset, it's being physically present and emotionally present to your own self-talk dialogue, thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So yeah, it's being self-conscious and aware of what is taking place right now. That's it. And all of us do it all the time, although some not nearly as much as others. So it's not this big woo-woo, oh my gosh, I've got to go into a meditation cave. It's just a learned lifestyle skill, actually, um, that each of us, by being that way, it can tap in and become even more. And, and
0: I've, I've mentioned this before. I had the conversation on this show with, uh, with Ali Rita, who's the world's best selling automotive salesperson. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talks a lot about being present, being fully present <laughs> in the moment. And the thing he told me, he said, there's no more important person anywhere in the world than the person directly. In front of you, and I think that's that's yeah. that's that, that's the that's the board I laid mindfulness on with with salespeople is mindfulness is learning to have a conversation and being completely in the conversation, being completely there with the person that you're talking to. Yes. How how how, how do we get better at that? Because you know we've got you know we've got phones and we've got things <laughs> going on and there's buzzers in the back and the boss is yelling at us. How, yeah. do, we learn, how do we how do we how do we improve the skill? Because it is a skill. How do we improve our ability? Yeah to be here?
1: The first step is to notice followed by being aware. Because if you are constantly moving, allowing life to move you from step A to step B, from thing to thing to thing, and you're on autopilot, well, you're not being aware because you're on autopilot. So the first step would be for somebody to maybe notice that They've missed out on whole parts of conversations. Here's here's one that I think is pretty cool. I've done this before. I've been so caught up in my own thoughts and mind that you get in the car to drive to go teach a class that when I've arrived at my destination, I don't really remember much about the drive there. So that's being autopilot mode. Being mindful is that when I'm in the car, I'm not trying to answer, uh, look at text or text or fiddle with the radio or Swear at the the driver in front who cut me who cut me off. I'm going to I'm going to I want to look out and notice what's the weather like today. What's the state of traffic? So those little things to train yourself to focus even for a minute and just notice something. That's how you begin to bring the practice of being present and mindful into your life. Not trying to scoop up the entire mindfulness you know practice, but just doing one little thing. When you, okay, when you get in your car to go to work, what's the, what does my garage look like if your car's in the garage? Um, what's the, what does the weather look like? So that, that is how I started to learn to be mindful when I knew nothing about it. Cause I was constantly, it felt like my life was just crazy. I learned to focus on one little thing or maybe if I'm in a conversation, oh, I was too busy thinking about what I was going to say. I missed out what they said. So a little pause and just little, little practices. It, it's, a, it's a little by little overtime. It's not a one and done. Like I said, like you said, it's a lifestyle practice that really opens each of us up to living that much more fully and deeply in profession and in, in personal life. I think I think you kind
0: of hit on it because one of the things you in there you said in there is the ability to focus. And we, we you hear you hear meditation and you hear mindfulness and you hear meditation mindfulness. And and sometimes if you if you're talking to any sciencey people, you'll you'll start to hear them talk about flow. Mm-hmm. What, what it all boils down to is focus, doing yes. one one thing. But uh, but as as salespeople and entrepreneurs and business people and and, and parents and, and everything. I don't have time. People we people think they just don't have time to do yeah. one thing. Everybody's a multitasker, or are they?
1: I think people have gotten caught up in the misconception that being really busy and doing more and more is a, a success story. But what that does is it takes away from our ability to actually live beneath the surface and get to connect more deeply to our own life and story and to those others. If we're constantly living at the surface, responding to text and phone calls and what are we going to eat for dinner and my next meeting and meeting my sales quota, if we're constantly doing that, the brain doesn't have time to pause and respond. And yes, mindfulness is a lifestyle Skill and practice. It's not something available to only the chosen few who, you know, who meditate or practice yoga or have had a major life experience. It actually is an invaluable tool that I think, for my own journey as a coach and a fitness instructor, it has allowed me to really tap into some really deep conversations, to learn a lot, and to give so much more of myself than constantly being in my in my own way, thinking about what's the next thing I need to do. I, I need to check that and then this and do that. that. That actually is very fatiguing. And over time, it drains physically and emotionally. And we see how much lifestyle diseases are out there today. So the mindfulness practice has is far and vast reaching uh, for every one of us to begin to slowly bring into our day-to-day life. Yeah, you mentioned,
0: you mentioned because of lifestyle diseases. And, and again, we talk about personal well-being, the physical and the emotional. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think the lack of mindfulness, the lack of focus, the lack of attention is what leads to that. Because we don't, we don't eat food to enjoy food. We, we, we whoop down hamburgers on the way to our next meeting or while we're answering things on the phone. But uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that I, I, I started doing a few years ago is, is actually trying to taste my food, to, 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 to eat what yeah. I'm eating. To, to, to take my food to taste it to enjoy that bite that I have right now and not push it in my mouth mean, you know, with the old, the old thing is it takes 20 minutes to become full anyway but if you're, if you're not savoring the moment and enjoying your food and being mindful when you're eating then you know sometimes you forget that, that that you ate it just goes on by so that's what leads leads to a lot of the other stuff and I'm sure that happens with a lot of things we do it and uh, we just we just do it on autopilot like you said yeah. So how 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 are, other other what are some specific steps that we can take? So just just noticing, just becoming aware mm-hmm. of of where where our attention flows. Now exactly. that we're exactly, yeah, now yeah. that we're aware of our where uh, aware of where our attention mm-hmm. flows. How do we keep it there? How do how do, how do we keep the distractions from from making us uh you know you know rabid little squirrels jumping around from one nut <laughs> to another?
1: Well, unfortunately, because we're human, it's impossible to keep ourselves. 100% focused, I know for me, or in the flow every moment of every day. But because I understand and have initiated and use the skill, the practice of mindfulness, when I get completely agitated and thrown off and distracted, I have the ability to bring myself back into the task that I'm doing. Uh, whether it's driving the car from point A to point B, if it's getting ready to teach a fitness class, or if I've had a a major phone call or other things going on, and I'm getting ready to coach a client. I certainly don't want to bring my autopilot scattered mind, and I have the skills to you know to take a one to two minutes of pause and then start with my client. So, you you need to start by being aware that wow, I feel really out of balance, um, agitated, upset. Okay, what can I do? I can pause for 30 seconds, one, 60 seconds, and bring my attention. To what it is I'm doing now, whether it's getting getting ready to meet with a client, getting ready to take a phone call, ordering something at McDonald's, just being right there in the moment—that is huge for resetting um, the connection between body, mind, and spirit. Um, which again gives you gives you the ability. So you've got to notice if you if you're feeling out of sorts or out of balance, doing more to think that's going to solve it unfortunately isn't the case, so you need to notice and then once you've noticed it's available to each and every one of us Just take a pause and ask yourself. How am I feeling right now? Physically? How am I feeling emotionally? What is it? I think I need oh I need to put put, turn off my phone I don't have to answer that text right now Turn down the radio and just take a reset because that's gonna bring me back into other things So it's little little things that or you begin to initiate consistently that will grow the ability for for us to be mindful, even when we have, may have a day full of unexpected um, circumstances or distractions because we practice it little by little over time. Our body and mind know that and we can use it to refocus and reconnect when you know life hits the fan, so to speak.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and we're talk, and talking about re- reconnecting. So you know, I, I I do this, and I try to try to try to be mindful, and I try to stay in the moment and in the flow, and 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 I try to bring a little bit of human interaction to to every every human interaction, mm-hmm. and um, people respond to it in in various ways. I mean, you know, a lot of times if I'm talking to the the, the, the the clerk at the, at the gas station. And mm-hmm. I try to make eye contact and have, have a, have a, you know, brief, friendly, authentic human conversation, 99 times out of a hundred. They're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Boom. And, and, you know, they're they're It's, it's not their thing. They're not that I, they're not into it, but you get some surprising reactions. If you, if you are fully present with someone, a lot of times it's, it, it is so unusual for mm-hmm. people to have your full attention. It, it takes a lot of people off guard, right?
1: It really, it really does, because I think there's a strong desire for, for deep connection that all of us appreciated. It, it, we may not be able to state it, but we, each of us appreciated being acknowledged, listened to, and recognized, and that is what mindful, being mindful, gives to that person you're talking to, that they feel because you're actually listening to them and giving them your presence, that they are somehow, they matter. And when they feel they matter, that you're giving them a at the, the time of day rather than the, the um, oh, hi, how are you doing, and move on to the next, or, oh, how's your day? You don't really care. You don't want to hear how their day is. You just right. ask that because it sounds good. But when a person feels actually validated and listened to, that opens up a whole other way of connection, trust, rapport, and that is, that is huge to me um, in the field of sales and, hand, and even as a fitness instructor, here's a, my little story. <clears throat> you know, years ago, I thought, okay, wow, well, I'm, a, I'm a certified fitness instructor. They don't really know. I'm going to go in there and <clears throat> load them up with the most incredible class ever, and they're going to just love it. Well, I walked in there with my own sense of what, you know, of ego and pride, and my classes were fine. But when I began to learn the practice of mindfulness and dial it down, my class numbers doubled. When I walked in very present and mindful of what I didn't know, but what people, what needed, when I was aware of what people may or may not have come for, more people came. And I didn't necessarily have a conversation with everybody in class, but my presence of mindful awareness and caring doubled the classes. Yeah. And that's huge.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's it's because... It's people notice people notice Mm -hmm. when you're there and they notice specifically when you're not there because most of the time we're not there.
1: Yes. Yeah. And that, that, again, that goes back to um, being aware and noticing and seeking to make changes um, in, in how you relate, listen, and connect. Mindfulness is not just for each of us to live more fully and have more, but it's a gift that we give to all of those in our life, whether it's a stranger whether it's our loved one or a good friend, people, again, like you said, people know when they are being treated thoughtfully and with care versus somebody who's maybe wanting to use them to make a sale or what can I get from this person? People know deep down in the core when they matter. And that, that comes across as, as myself and yourself, being really mindful of our presence and our conversation eye contact body language all of the unspoken things that that grow and build the you know the practice of mindfulness which is just being present maybe i'm being present to gosh maybe i'm not having a good day okay i'm aware that i'm not having a good day that's okay or being aware that wow i want to share how great i'm feeling by being by holding good space with, for myself and that other, you know, you know, a networking event or a conversation. So it just is wide, wide and far reaching, a beautiful practice indeed. And, and, and
0: you said pe- people know, people know, when, people know when you're there and people know when you're being authentic, the, the book, the beauty of authenticity is yeah. people can tell when you're, when, when you're there if that's really you there or if that's the front that you're putting on there. Let's talk about authenticity and what that means and how it affects things.
1: Being authentic, it was a big deal for me. One that I learned later in life in, in my book. And I have, a, I have a, a chapter in the book, The Beauty of Authenticity. When I was asked to contribute my chapter, I had to kind of uh, uncomfortably go back to the little pieces of my life. How did I become who I am today? Well, that involved me learning to connect beneath the surface of my hurts, my dreams, my strengths, my weaknesses, my bumps, flaws, taking all of that into account and not trying to push it aside or deny it or make excuses, but learning that everything about me is who I am. The stuff that I'm really proud to share with everyone, wow, you know, I'm a... I'm a multi-certified life and health coach. I'm an author. Okay, that's great. But I'm also the person that people walked out. They didn't want me to teach class one day and everybody walked out or the, the, the client who called and said, you're not a good fit for me. So I'm, I'm all of that. And I had to learn to be completely happy and okay that all of these experiences that I learned and, and got in life made me be authentic. So I had to be open and honest, not just cover, not just showcasing the really cool stuff, but also discussing the things of uh, hardship and struggle and, and uncomfortable in um, combining and weaving those together that when I show up, it's not just with what I want people to see the quote, perfect Nancy, because I'm not perfect, but they're getting all of me. They're getting the Nancy, that got her butt kicked and they're getting the Nancy that got the honor of being a number one bestseller. And I'm learned to be completely comfortable with every aspect of myself. And to me that that is what it means to be authentic, to be really comfortable with who you are and not need to think that you need to put on a front that you look perfect or a leader or an authority that you are so comfortable in your skin with who you are, all of it, that that just immediately comes up out of you and it's embraced.
0: Um, I, I think the, uh, to me the, uh, the, the common thread with mindfulness and authenticity is, yep. is, is acceptance because you know, we, mm-hmm. we, can, we can't control our thoughts, but we can't accept them and not let them control us. We yes. can't control our past and the things that kicked our butts and, and brought us down or the things that contributed to our ego. That, that's, that, that's all the way it is. That is the way things are. Mm-hmm. We, we, we can't accept them. We can notice them, but we can't control them, but we can learn not to let them control us.
1: Exactly. And that is the, that is the one of the foundations of being mindful is to use non judgment and compassion for all aspects of you because if we're constantly judging our words and thoughts as being good or bad or success or fail, then we're not being mindful because we're too busy judging the surface thing and we need to use compassion for ourselves that we are who we are, all of us. And as we are non-judgmental and compassionate with our own journey, guess what? That gets shared with everyone whose path we come across. And that is at the core of being of learning to be authentic is being compassionate and not giving in to such the critical, I call it the self talk dialogue or that critical judgment to let go of that. Yeah. I'm not perfect. I never will be, but I know I have a lot of value and goodness to give in the work that I do and so too does everyone else with their story.
0: So you, you, you mentioned self-talk and I, and, and I read this a lot and I've talked about it uh, m- myself a lot about self-talk. And, and mm-hmm. I think most of the time self-talk is, is what's holding us back. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, people, people think we have negative self-talk and I'm not good enough or I'm not strong enough. And you hear everyone talk about, you know, all the people who told me I, I, I couldn't do this. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to share a little something from my life. I don't really have that. I, have, I don't have the negative self-talk. Uh, my self-talk is, you know, maybe maybe I haven't lived up to my own expectations or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the reality isn't the isn't the, the grandiose vision that I have have, it, have in my head. So I don't have the negative self-talk telling me that I can't do something or I'm not good enough to do something. And I don't have a lot of people in my bath, path telling me, you know, you, you're not good enough or strong enough or bright enough to, to do mm-hmm. that. But, uh, but my negative self-talk is that, you know, my outside world isn't, uh, isn't the way of my inside world envisions it. So it's a different kind of self-talk. How, I mean, that's, is is how varied is self-talk? What's, what are some of the different things that go on in people's head and and how do you, uh, how do you adjust, adjust the inside of your head to match the outside of your head?
1: Right. Um, Well, I can't, I certainly don't know your self-talk and you don't know mine. And I, like I say when I teach fitness classes, I never know who's coming into the door. What is going on in their life? Because you can't tell when somebody comes in. Maybe they're smiling, but they've got a whole host of stuff that is that has uh, encountered them. So my own journey with my lovely self-talk dialogue was to to start the process by becoming aware, especially when I became you know a, a situation was out of my control or there was a trigger. What was my what was my pattern? Did I constantly did I go back to an old Pattern of berating myself, or you know, oh, that's wishful thinking. Oh, that's never going to happen. So I had to notice what I was telling myself, and I had to be vulnerable and get get to the why. Why are you why are you reacting this way? What's going on there? So I had to go underneath the surface again when this, the old self talk came up. That was you know this. Why does this matter? They aren't really going to care. To why are you self-talking that way? I had to unearth that to know no. that I had to release some old limiting patterns and change my self-talk when I feel some of those triggers coming on to say, hey, I've, I'm doing the best I can today and I am in this to to give and to be. So yeah, noticing your self-talk, giving yourself permission to go underneath and find out what is causing that self-talk? Maybe it's you're just really tired today, and you're responding to being tired. Maybe you need to take a break. Maybe you're hungry, and your self-talk has become hangry. <laughs> um, hangry. I love that word. <laughs> so maybe there's something going on in your right now in your in your physical environment, or maybe you you uh, uh, took somebody else's comment, and you're responding to that. So you need to notice what is causing that self-talk. Seek to get to the core of that. And change your self-talk to reflect who you really are, that you don't need to be uh, limited or brought down or sidelined by by your self-talk. You need to to find that good place that is meant for you to be in that authentic self-talk, that mindfulness place.
0: Right. This is the, uh, this is the part of the show. I've I, I, I warned you. I gave, I gave you numbers. Yes. <laughs> and, and I tell, I tell everyone if they're going to, if they're going to watch the show and we have salespeople and entrepreneurs of all shapes and sizes and varieties who, who watch the show, but all of them want to do one thing and the same as pretty much everyone else. They want to make their lives better. And the sum and get you some radio show is to create health, happiness, and prosperity. The sum mm-hmm. is health, happiness, and prosperity. And, and we've talked about how mindfulness and authenticity can help you create health, happiness, and prosperity to make your life better. But, but, uh, but at the root of it, we need to do something. We're, we're, we're action people. We want we want to go. We want to get stuff done. We want to do it. So I, need, I promise everyone, if they're going to spend 30 minutes a week uh, with me and my friends uh, talking about mm-hmm. this stuff, that they'll walk away with one definite action step, one thing they can do today when they put down their phone, when they step away from their computer, one action step we can do to start implementing this in our mm-hmm. lives. So Nancy, what can we do?
1: That is an incredible, heavily loaded, meaningful question. I have been thinking about that prior to today's show and I've kind of changed up my one action step. And this is the, one, this is the key of mindfulness, authenticity, correcting self-talk that is less than, and it is this, to grow and refine the skill of authentic, active listening that it is a skill, it is a lifestyle practice, and it is available to each and every single one of us. It is not off limits or only available to the few who have abundant time or who have have taken lots of training. When we are able to grow and refine and be a more present listener, so much more will open up in how you are able to relate to your clients, to listen to their needs, and to sell them without selling them. When a person feels that they are really being heard and listened to, that is very impactful. I know from my own experience, when I've walked in to purchase things, when somebody takes the time to actually really listen to what I'm asking, and they are taking ownership of this conversation, wow, that is incredible incredibly powerful. So again, if you're like, I don't know, I, I think, yeah, I listen. If when you're listening, if you are constantly uh, in your own head thinking that you know what they're going to say before they say it, stop. If you have a need to interrupt or interject or you're thinking about what you're going to do when you are done with the sales, stop. That's, that's surface listening. Active listening means just clearing the noise from all of the all of those things that we carry with us and just listening to that person as they are. Maybe they are wanna buy a car, but maybe they're not ready. Maybe they need a much higher end car than they think, but by you being really present, they, that is gonna open up many areas and they are gonna feel really cared for, which is gonna open up their level of trust and it's gonna build rapport that will aid you in so many levels on the sales floor as well, but also in all of your areas of professional, personal and relationships. So that's a huge, that is a huge skill. And as a, as a life coach, that is the one thing that I've been trained um, that we had to work on was our ability to be really deeply present, thoughtful listeners and to learn, learn how to tune off our own or to tune out of our own little background noise. Um, that's a that's a big deal. That is the one skill that I um, open up to each of you to to learn how to work on and, and to be is an active, authentic listener.
0: And and you said the way to do that is when you notice your mind wandering, just yep. come back,
1: come back. All
0: right. Nancy, yeah. thank you so much. This is this has been fantastic. The book is the beauty of authenticity. It's available on Amazon. Nancy,
1: how do we how do we get in touch
0: with you if we need you?
1: Well. Really quick, you can also buy the book on my website. Um, Amazon is awesome, but I have a wonderful selection of the books as well. So if you buy it from me, you're going to get a wonderfully autographed book and a bookmark. To get in touch with me, go to my website, um, nancystevenscoaching.com. My email is the same, nancy at nancystevenscoaching.com. I would love to hear from you if you want to hop on and do a little uh I call it an open-ended chat. That's what I do. My deal is listening and connecting others to their best selves, so they can thrive and be. And that's it.
0: Nancy, thank you so much. I appreciate you spending time with me today, everyone. Uh, to pick pick up the book, take take a look. Uh, give Nancy Nancy a phone call and be here now. We'll see you next week.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Get you some radio. <laughs> you've been listening to the get you some radio show subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes win valuable cash and prizes and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know like and trust you before they've ever even met you
1: it's a big wide world boys and girls get out there and get you some